Hi, you've clicked Make It Known with Mal. I'm your host, Mal. I'm a 20-something-year-old girl who is working on walking in her purpose. The Make It Known with Mal podcast purpose is for myself and all of my listeners to learn and grow. This season is all about lessons I'm learning in my 20s. I'm going to be talking about things such as money management to the new uptake of this new age worldview, all the way to how do we develop our own political ideology. I'm having real and honest conversations with a variety of people. I believe everyone has a unique message, so just keep listening here as I make it known. Hello everyone, you're listening to Make It Known with Mal, and I'm your host Mal, and today I have a wonderful guest, um, as always, um, her name is Angelique, and she is the president of the UNLV Rebels for Life Club, as well as um, the creator of Life Dress. So, Angelique, um, we're just going to get right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about more about who you are? Yeah, of course. Thank you, first of all, for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, so a little bit about me. Um, so as you said, I'm the president of UNLV Rebels for Life. That's at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Um, I'm a senior right now, uh, hoping to graduate in May with um, my majors journalism and media studies. Ooh. So yeah, so I'm really interested in <clears throat> like social media and how that can uh, make change in our culture, um, which I'm constantly working at with Life Dress. Uh, I use social media platforms all the time to grow my reach and to reach more people overall so that's really helpful to have that as what I'm studying Uh, I'm also I also actually work at an art studio so that's another thing about me Uh, I love to paint obviously which is what life dress is and so I teach art classes uh, at a local art studio oh that's awesome yeah and I'm also a graphic designer so I do graphic design uh, freelancing and I used to work with um, other nonprofits to do like pro-life graphics and just use my passion for art and media and design to further the movement. So that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Um, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And I love that. Um, cause when, so I think sometimes people think like, well, I'm not really into politics or like, I'm not good at debating. I'm not mm-hmm. good at this and that, but you, whatever skill God has given you, you can use. Absolutely. Yes. I love that. That's so great. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about Life Dress, why you started it, what exactly is it, all that jazz? Of course. Thank you. So Life Dress is, it started out as just something um, that didn't really have a brand to it. It wasn't like I just decided to start a business necessarily. I actually painted a a pro-life dress that was inspired by Joy Villa's dress that she wore to the Grammys. Um, Ah, and I painted that in October of 2018. And so I wore it to a local pregnancy resource center fundraiser. And it was just totally something that I was just wanted to do on my own. I hadn't had this entire life dress concept yet. Um, and that was really cool. I think, um, I was able to reach a lot of people with that message and, uh, in that way I presented it and Joy Villa even reshared it on, um, on Facebook and, and Twitter. Oh, that is cool. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. So that definitely motivated me to continue, um, having those kind of like creative, like combining my creativity with my passion that I'd already had for the movement. Um, and so in April of 2019, I did another dress for myself for a students for life gala in Denver. And I made the the value life dress, which is the dress I made that has like the long 
uh, statement on it. If you go to my website, you'll see like, it's very, it's like the long message one. And uh, Kristen Hawkins, uh, the president of Students for Life was at that gala. And um, she was just like really liked the dress. And so she said that she was interested in having me paint her one for the New York City gala. That was like a month later. Uh, so that was an incredible adventure that definitely propelled what Life Dress is now. And I went to the, the New York City Gala. I was actually already planning to go, but now I had like this incredible reason to get there early. And I, uh, Kristen gave me a dress and I painted it in the hotel room like six hours before the event. And it was just a great oh. time. Um, and so she wore it on stage. And at that event, I spoke with so many people who were interested in having uh, the same kind of thing, just to wear a style that speaks, which became the tagline of Life Dress because we are literally able to wear what we believe, walk the streets of New York City, um, you know, start conversations with just a very unique um, fashion, you know. It wasn't just a t-shirt, it was a whole dress. And yeah, yeah, and so that's, that was kind of like the pivotal moment for Life Dress, where I realized that people were interested in it, and it wasn't just something that I did for myself, or just a couple people. Um, And I've always kind of had an entrepreneurial mindset and inclination. Uh, So I definitely started like on the plane home from New York back to Las Vegas. I was in my journal just writing like ideas on how I could expand this concept from just me wearing a dress, Kristen wearing a dress to now an international thing where people are wearing life dress items all across the world. Um, and so, so awesome. thank you. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was, um, it's definitely grown a lot since then, but I started out with the basics. I launched a website, lifedress.org, um, and just figured out like the basic logistics. I, I'd started different like organization type things in the past, but never something like this where I was like making a whole, um, you know, business a shop basically. And yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much how I started it. And it just totally snowballed from there. Like now I have hats and men's ties and, and all the different products that I currently have. Those were all just things people like requested, you know, like they're like, Oh, I, you should do skirts or like, you should do yeah. notebooks and things. So it's been really cool to build such a community of like minded people in such a very like niche um, uh, thing, because another unique aspect that I've done with life dress is um, have a specific focus on the anti-fast fashion movement as well because there are uh, contributions from the fast fashion movement to human trafficking and then to abortion the abortion industry so I wanted to make a focus of life dress be that I paint thrifted dresses pre-love yeah so that's that's the rundown of of how I started life dress and a little bit about that. That's awesome. Um, can you explain really quick what fast fashion is? Yes. So fast fashion um, is, it's essentially the industry where there's a focus on quick turnover and there's not a big enough focus on treating uh, the people who actually labor and create the materials and create the fashion that you wear there's not a focus on ensuring that they are being taken care of and so the human capital behind fast fashion is just mistreatment and um if you if you look into like documentaries and you do research on fast fashion you can see how inhumane 
inhumane these these corporations can be towards mm-hmm. um, overseas overseas workers, mothers who have to basically disconnect from their their entire family in order to work in these factories for little to no money, and they never see their children again, um, and pregnancy of course, which is how the role I'm playing in this is to try to bring out um, just expose this these crimes against humanity is that these women you know pregnancies is hard enough and then this is the conditions they have to work in so many have to feel like they have to choose abortion and oftentimes their employers were also uh you know coerce them into abortion force them into abortion because it's just like oh you can't have a child you have to be at the factory um and it also is there's also the aspect of um like environmental and sustainability aspects as well because there's just so much turnover in these in these uh, fast fashion brands that there's not a focus on quality. It's definitely quantity over quality. And so you're just, you know, it's just what's in trend right now. And we don't even have, th- these companies don't even have enough stock to like sustain one season because by then tie dye's out and, you know, crop tops are yeah. out and now it's this and that and yeah, so it, it's definitely not a um, human, humanitarian-focused uh, industry. It's not focused on making sure humans are treated properly. And so aligned with the pro-life movement, I think we definitely need to raise more awareness against it. Yeah, for sure. Because honestly, I didn't, I don't really think about that often. I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, I need cute clothes and then I move on but I do think especially if you're going to say things like you're pro-life and that you're um, interested in like I mean you mentioned human trafficking as well Mm -hmm. we need to probably be a little bit more at least cognizant of these things yes definitely yeah and the working environments in these in these factories and stuff like that it just perpetuates the chances for human trafficking and it's definitely I'm actually working on um doing like a whole series of like blogs and videos about this topic because it like you nice. said you know not not a lot of people kind of connect uh you know their personal like shopping choices necessarily they're not like picking up a shirt and being like I wonder you know where this came from and I think uh it's really helpful for the pro-life movement to be more aware of like uh, that whole chain of chain of events because I don't think a lot of people talk about it because it's, you know, abortion is so accepted in our society, while human trafficking really isn't among any group necessarily, you know, no one's really championing human trafficking, but no one wants to make that connection, so I'm working on a lot of that, so yeah. Oh, that's awesome, oh, that's so good to hear, that's really cool. Thanks. Um, I'm excited to see that when that comes out. Thank you. Um, so my next question for you will be um, just about being pro-life. How long have you been pro-life and why exactly are you pro-life? Awesome. So I have always been against abortion. Like I grew up, um, I'm, I'm Catholic. And so in our faith, you know, we're definitely 100% against killing yeah. human beings. So we're against abortion. Um, but I didn't become a pro-life activist. Like I wasn't fully um like vocal about the issue or like aware of the entire um the details of abortion until I would say I was about 13 or 14 and I so I homeschooled my whole life up until high school and I went to a public school in high school so it was a big change already but when I (laughs) yes (laughs) but when I went to um public school I was exposed to obviously so many different things that I hadn't been 
And one of those things was abortion because I took a, I took the, you know, required health class and we had to pick like health related topics to do these like posters and these essays on. And I don't remember exactly why, but I was intrigued by the, um, the section that we did in the class about um, like reproductive rights, quote unquote, and abortion. And I looked further into it because my, my teacher, you know, like he skimmed the book, like he didn't even like, you know, go over it because it's mm. controversial. Mm-hmm. And so I was mostly intrigued that it was controversial. I was like, well, what, like, I thought it was just killing children. I thought this was like an, ex- like a very obvious, unacceptable thing to do. Right. But clearly it wasn't. And so I, I started just doing so much research. I spent like back when I was a freshman in high school, I just remember spending so much time googling and like doing uh in-depth research and finding like journal articles and just pouring my energy into understanding why this issue wasn't just like yes it's wrong because I was so confused by that and so I did my my uh project on it at the end of the year and I just remember my teacher being like um like he was just not happy about it and I'm kind of just like a rebellious type of person. And so because he wasn't happy about it, I was like, well, I know that it's killing a person. And I can see in my classmates and in my teacher that there's people who disagree with me on that. And I sort of realized that I wanted to have a bigger conversation about this than just in this class. And, you know, I started talking to my friends uh, at the time, you know, in between lunch and stuff. And I just realized, like, this isn't the way to have this conversation. This is a bigger conversation than just lunch break, 10 minutes here or there. So yeah. I decided to start a pro-life club at my school. And Nice. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. And I actually hadn't been connected with Students for Life at all at that point. Like, I didn't even know what, what Students for Life was. Um and so I just tried to start the club and did everything that any other club had to do, uh, filled out the application. I had an advisor, my biology teacher, who actually was pro-choice, which was very interesting. So I respected her for, um, you know, putting her, putting aside her, uh, you know, convictions on it and yeah. realizing that, that I had the right to start this club. And uh, it's a long story, but basically I turned in the application, was denied the club through a series of unfortunate events. And I had a meeting with my vice principal. Uh, It was a very long meeting where he basically totally put me down, was like, you're only 14, or I was 15 at the time, I think. I don't remember, but he was just like, you're too young to talk about this issue, even though girls my age could get abortions. So that was, that was my mind. Yeah. Um, And he was like, it's too controversial. You know, we're going to have, we're going to have like hate, which, Little did he know what was coming, that he would have a bad publicity to the school. But, um, and then he was just like, you know, pro-choice people will feel left out if you start a pro-life club. Even though I, I literally called the club pro-choice for life because I, I was emphasizing that like anybody can be in this club. Um, he didn't take well to the fact that I did my research and sent in a letter to the administration talking about my first amendment right and the equal access for you yeah and the equal access act which directly says you can have a a club not based not discriminated based on content if other clubs exist yeah to see it yes (laughs) i love this so yeah i was going to hard i was going full in on it and i was not taking no for an answer they were just like yeah you're not going to have a club like my friends were like 
yeah, Angelique, like you got to give up. Like you're not going to get it. And I was like, oh, there's no question. I'm definitely going to have this club because I need yeah. my wife, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. So fast forward a little bit and basically it just snowballed. The more that they said no, the more I pushed back. And eventually I Googled what do you do when your when your school won't let you have a pro-life club? <laughs> Which was like, I'm like, there's nothing gonna come up. Like, I'm not gonna get anything. Students for life happened to be the first hit. And that's when I that's when I pretty much say that's like when I first started becoming a pro-life activist was when I got connected with Students for Life. And they uh they actually got me in touch with uh the Thomas More Society and I got a lawyer who actually ended up sending in a, a demand letter that was almost identical to the letter that I sent about my rights, which is funny. Wow. And, uh, and by this point, the press was all over it. And I was able to do interviews with, you know, Fox and Friends and like radio shows and just a lot of exposure against the school and for my right to start the club, which was absolutely incredible. And I'm so thankful, honestly thankful that they denied me because then I wouldn't have been able to share the story, you know, nationally across the United yeah. States. So it was definitely something I had not expected at all when I first ap applied for the club. Um, and the more I was invested in this, like this uh, situation, which ended up turning into a lawsuit, uh, the more I realized that this issue was something I, I would dedicate my life to because I was talking with so many people, you know, online, I was getting tons of like hate comments and like thousands of, you know, like she should, she should focus on something else. Like this isn't for children to talk about stuff like that. And yeah. Um, yeah. And so it just, it made me stronger as a person and as an activist, because the more people pushed back on, back on me, the more I knew that this was something that I needed to fight harder on. Yeah. And then, and then eventually, uh, in like it was about a year and a half to two years we eventually filed a lawsuit even though we'd given them so much time and they knew that they were in the wrong and three <laughs> days after the lawsuit was filed they approved the club <laughs> and so I got the club yes and it was awesome yeah so that's what I would say was the beginning of pretty much everything I do now is just that was when I decided like this is what I'm going to dedicate my time to because once I knew what abortion was and it's all its reality and all its truth I knew I could never look back like this was what I was going to make sure um I dedicated my time to so yeah that's that's pretty much how I started my activism the pro-life movement wow that is an amazing story <laughs> thank you that is so cool good for you I absolutely love that standing up for your rights Yes. I love wow that that's great um wow okay so <laughs> next question um it's kind of a two-parter okay. um the first part is you have in your um what you just said you had talked about you got some hate online and things like that and I know recently you have gotten some hate online for mm -hmm. your store could you talk a little bit about that and then could you maybe give advice to someone who's listening who wants to do something like this but they're nervous about the hate and things like that yeah definitely so uh the recent hate that you're talking about happened like two weeks ago now I think um the yeah of, I think so end of August and yeah so that was me posting um the totes and purses from life dress that I have 
And it was one of those things where Facebook's, Facebook's algorithm just worked in my favor or in some ways against, against me, because I've been posting stuff like that, you know, for the past like year or so plus. And now all of a sudden there was this, uh, six days after I posted it, actually, all of a sudden I started getting all these laugh reacts on the post and it was nothing like initially unusual. Like I usually get hate on like a lot of my stuff anyways but it's usually on Instagram so like I always get hate on Instagram and I'm used to that um but then it started snowballing and and just getting like insane and I ended up having over 2.4 something like over like 2,000 people reacting to this one post and over like 9,000 comments of just people saying stuff like just horrible stuff about like oh I'll, I'll dedicate my next abortion to you and you know jokes about like fetuses and mm. things like that and it it definitely exposed how hateful and anti-women and anti-human the pro-abortion side is mm-hmm. um because you know they're always trying to tell us that we're anti-women and we like hate people and we're so hateful it's like no I I specifically did not respond to most of those people because they're just trolling and they're just they're just angry um and so I I basically and the post was me talking about how I'm a pro-life feminist and how feminism is about equality and right now pre-born babies pre-born girls in this context don't have rights and so where do women rights begin you know they should yeah. be in the womb and that was the point yeah. I was making and uh so most of the comments were people getting pissed because they were like, oh, you can't be feminist and pro-life, which it's the opposite. But um, yeah, so anyways, uh, it was awesome, though, because just like back in high school when everything blew up and I got tons of hate, with it came lots of love, too. So um, I I was resharing my posts to other groups and other groups and um, other of my pro-life activist friends from around the country and the world were sharing it. And we eventually had the pro-life movement surpass all the laugh reacts and all the hate comments with positive comments and heart reacts. And I ended up getting like tons of orders and tons more uh, just support from people in the pro-life movement, which was so cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was pretty much what that was. And so I'm not like, I was not um, taken, like I wasn't uh, discouraged by that necessarily because I'm just so used to the hate and I know that a lot of times people who express such hatred, especially online, because most of the time you don't, you don't get that level of hate in real life. Oh, no. Yeah, um, you would never get that in real life. <laughs> right. I mean, I've had, I've definitely had my fair share of like doing campus activism and having, you know, people, Bernie supporters at a Bernie rally once, like screaming bloody murder in my face and oh, wow. someone grabbing my arm, flipping me off, cussing me out, all that stuff. But yeah, it's, it's more rare. But on the internet, oh my goodness, people can say all kinds of things. But I find that the people who do that the most are just like hurting from some some of their own trauma, perhaps, or just their own Mm -hmm. insecurity. And so that's why I always want to treat them with like, you know, compassion and love and not combat that with, you know, I won't want to fight fire with fire. Like, um, so good for you. That's really good. Yeah. So I that kind of leads me into answering your second question about like advice. Um, And I'll talk about like advice in terms of like actually you know getting into 
your niche or like working in the movement. But initially, I would say my biggest advice to any pro-life activist is just is just that, like making sure that you don't combat the hate and the derogatory comments that you get with the same thing, because it just it takes us further back and we don't want to stoop to their level because ultimately we have the truth. We're on the side of the truth. And that is the truth that the preborn are, are humans. They are valuable and that we should not kill them. It's very simple. Right. And um, so because we have the truth, we don't need to hate on other people to get, to get our point across, you know? And so that's, that's pretty much my number one thing I always tell people because it can be, it can get frustrating, you know, when you're always being, always being slammed here and there about just expressing your view. Um, but just to make sure you're consistent um, in your love of your fellow man and your love of, of your fellow person, regardless if they are treating you horribly. Um, but in terms of advice for like college age students, um, like with the work that I do and um, similar things like that, I would say um, try to combine your passions. So like for me, when I, before Life Dress, I was working with Students for Life and I still work with Students for Life doing graphics for them. And I, I like, I just wanted to combine what I already love to do with my passion for the movement. So I could, you know, use um, any skills that I might've had or any kind of um, experience. And so seek out opportunities to use what you're passionate about. So if you're, for example, for you, I mean, obviously you were interested in doing a podcast. So you made a podcast, which is awesome. And like, that may not be something I would be interested in doing, but that's something you're, 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 you have strengthened. And so um, I think just finding what speaks to you, uh, nece- not necessarily like directly to the movement, but combine it with the movement. So if you're into politics, you know, you get invested in Students for Life Action. Or um, if you're interested in writing, you can write a book about the pro-life movement or things like that. Um, I just think that, especially in the arenas of like art and the creative fields, we need mm-hmm. more we need more pro-life people to use their creative abilities to further the movement because I um, agree completely. Yeah, because because the creative arts are things that, uh, can really start conversations in a unique way that words cannot, you know, like art can actually start conversations that may not happen if you're just wearing uh, just text or if you're just talking or things like that. Um, so, yeah, I think that I think it's just about uh, seeking out and always being open to opportunity. Like that's that's how I've been in the movement. I've um, always I'm just like a yes man when it comes to the pro-life movement because I want to do anything <laughs> I can to yeah. be part of this movement and uh, abolish abortion in our lifetime. So I'm the same way. Yeah. It's Anytime the best anybody wants me, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, definitely just get involved any way you can. Students for Life is obviously like my favorite pro-life organization because it's, it's the one that, I, that started me off in the movement. And so I've gone on like international trips with Students for Life to Australia to do activism. Um, oh, wow. I've, been to like Alaska to, to confirm Kavanaugh um like door knocking oh. just all kinds of different things um and I didn't like think twice it's just like yes that's this this could help propel the movement I'm there you know and yeah. just having that yes attitude I think is what we need um and I always when people ask like what advice can you give others I always think about the specific advice that I got from someone 
that has always motivated me to continue, especially with Life Dress. And it was uh, at the White House um, last year. I was able to um, meet Vice President Pence with Students for Life at a roundtable, a pro-life roundtable, which was really cool. That is so cool. It was honestly like one of the most epic things I've ever done in my life. And he told me just to keep painting for life. And his, uh, in his like talk with us, his main like mantra was to show up. And his advice to us was just like, make sure that you show up because who else will? Like, if you don't, you can't rely on other people to change the world for you, you know? And so we all must be world changers if we are passionate enough about ending this, the greatest human rights and justice of our time. So, yeah. So I always like reshare that because that, that definitely changed me and, and motivated me to be where I am today. Yeah. Wow. You have had some amazing experiences. Yeah. I'm so grateful for everything I've ever been able to do. Like it's all, it's all been so incredible. Yeah, for sure. That's great. I mean, honestly, we need people like you in the movement. Um, And just to touch a little bit about what you were saying about creatives, I think it's so important for people who are creative to Mm -hmm. use their talents for things like that. Because I mean, like you said, everybody has different gifts and I personally, I love public speaking. I can do speeches all day, every day. I love doing the podcast, but I cannot like do a graphic design Canva. Like I do stuff on Canva sometimes and it still comes out like not looking all that great. So we all have different gifts and we all, um, and I do think like you said, creatives, um, especially like art can touch people in ways that you know, my words might not be able to do. And mm-hmm. also too, like my words can only reach a certain, can only reach other people who are really into words and create like art can reach people who are into art. You know, yeah. we just need people in every aspect. Definitely. hundred percent. Yes. That is just so awesome. Okay. So um, two more questions and then you make a note statement. So can you give another advice tip if someone just wants to start a business in general? Um, and I guess specifically a business that is um, helping a, mo- a call. So maybe someone wants to start like a life dress, but for human trafficking or like a, a life dress, but for, um, I don't know, for another cause, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Any yeah, advice cool. for them? Um, there's definitely a lot I can think of, but let's see. One of the things I would say would be like time management and just knowing, I guess just knowing how you can balance your whole life with the business. And this is something I, of course, I'm still working on a lot because I'm just, like I said before, a yes man for the movement. And so, um, like I will just keep painting and keep doing orders until like I can't even do anything else. And so I think it's important to know uh, like how much time you have to put into it and um, and knowing that if you're going into a business like this for a cause, which, you know, as you said, like if you're going for human trafficking, obviously mine is for uh, um, Indian abortion, you're not going in to like make any money. Like it's, it's not really the point of it at all. Like for me, for like, for me at least um, with life dress, you know, I never, it was never about like, oh, I'm going to make money off of this. Um, initially I, I thought it'd be a great way to do fundraisers and I could offer, um, like students, uh, like different products for less money so that they can, they could like resell it for fundraisers just so like any money that was happening could be 
actually put directly back into the movement. So that's the, that's true about life dress. So like you're not gonna make like money, like you're not gonna become a millionaire from from these kind of causes because that's not what you should be going into it for. Um, yeah. And I mean to that point as well, like you're gonna there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into like having something um, be like a fully run like company per se. And that's just like, you have to put a lot of your own money and your own time into it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at the end of the day, you have to be fully passionate about what you're doing because that's the only thing that's going to keep you going. Um, and to remember why you're doing it is very important. Like when you get people who wear your items and you know, you get pictures, like people send you pictures. It's so rewarding because that's what you're like that's the the goal in action and the goal for life dress is to wear styles that speak which ultimately means you're wearing that dress and somebody stops you and goes like what is that like that's so unique you know and then you can it creates that moment that moment of like oh I can share about what why I'm wearing this you know and then talk about managing a pre-born talk about building a culture of life and abolishing abortion and you've just planted a seed with somebody who you may not have if you were just wearing just a non-painted outfit or something. So, um, yeah, so I'd say my advice is just to use your time wisely and don't, don't uh, like, give yourself uh, unattainable goals and, like, just think that you can, you know, uh, do it. I mean, you can't do it all on your own. Even though I am the only person who's painting and posting and, uh, you know, packaging and shipping and doing, like, all of the pretty much all the logistics of life trust, I still have support from other people, you know, and um, in the community that you build can support you as well. So yeah, so I would say just um, make sure that your your heart is in it fully, and that you don't give yourself uh, unattainable goals. Wow, great advice. That's great advice. Um, so last question before you make a known statement. Um, you talked about Students for Life, love Students for Life, um, mm-hmm. and Students for Life Action. What other organizations, <clears throat> whoa, sorry, that's weird. <clears throat> sorry about that. Um, okay. What other organizations um, that are pro-life that you really like or any other brands that you support, um, people you've done collabs with, just if someone wants more information on pro-life stuff or like who else they can support, obviously they're going to support you. And when we're done with this, I'd like you to like tell everybody where to find you. Um, but what are some other ones that you like? Um, the first one that comes to mind is live action. Um, I just love their the videos that they do. And um, like just the way that they expose the truth is, I think, is so um, persuasive. And uh, like just the, the videos that they have, I'm always finding myself resharing them because they're just so, um, they just hit home to like what the movement's all about. And you can learn so much from them. So I love live action for that. Um, and there's been just so many different, like, different groups that I've worked with throughout the years. And um, different different people and brands that I've worked with. Uh, also, Teen Pro-Lifers. My friend Felipe, he is the president of Teen Pro-Lifers. And they're pretty cool. And, oh, I um, didn't know. I I didn't know he was the president of that. Yeah, and yeah, they're that's really cool. cool. They're like all all student run, teen run. That's pretty awesome. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, like there's just so many that I'm like trying to like pinpoint them. I mean, there's 
Heritage Foundation, they focus a lot on like the pro-life movement. I love that. Um, like the March for Life, of course, is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there's just so many. There's that, and I'm always trying to find new, um, like different pro-life artists too, because you know this yeah. is a very like not lonely, but you know it's a niche. It's definitely not. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very niche. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm always looking for new, to follow new people and to grow my connections. Also, another organization I love is uh, Life Choice Australia. Um, it's run by Re- okay. Rebecca Gosper, and she they are a great organization. It's basically like Students for Life in Australia. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, yeah. I've never heard of that one. I'll have to look that one up. That's really cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so very last question, I guess, is your make it known statement. And if everyone in the world was listening to you right now, what is one thing that you would tell them? I would tell them that um, the one thing that we shall, we all share equally is our humanity. And that is just, that's us across the board. The only thing we all share equally is our humanity. And because of that, it is so important to understand the truth of fetal development and the preborn. And to when we are asked who are the preborn, we can 100% definitely say they are human beings equal to us. And if this is true, which it is, then we must do everything we can to abolish abortion. Um, and that starts with changing the culture. We can't make abortion illegal until we make it unthinkable. And making abortion unthinkable is something that has to happen on an individual level at the end of the day. And that means that people who understand the truth of the humanity of the preborn, it's so important for your voice to be heard. We need your voice to speak out against abortion and to talk with people who may not understand why it's such a horrific procedure and why it should not be a choice for anybody to make. And um, and yeah, that's the way that we will we will change the world for the better because we owe it to the thousands and millions of lives who are being lost right this second to abortion. And the only way we will do that is to make it unthinkable. And that starts with you. Wow. That was great. Thanks. (laughs) That was great. Um, Well, thank you so much. Uh, I really, really, really appreciate you coming on um, and sharing your story and sharing about your amazing company, which I, everyone's going to see because I'll post it um soon i actually got a really cute hand-painted face mask um thank you she just does amazing work um and tell us really quick if people want to order from you uh where they should go and then your instagram twitter whatever you have awesome thanks so life dress um i'm mostly active on instagram life dress org um, life dress org and then if you want to order I do dresses skirts jeans now um, scrunchies hats ties all kinds of stuff we're coming I'm always coming out with new products you can go and check them out at lifedress.org um, and then I'm also on Facebook life dress org and I probably will be on new platforms coming soon so if you follow those ones you'll find out about the other ones so yeah Okay. Awesome. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you so much again. And I really appreciate it. Um, thank you everyone for listening and, um, you will hear me again next Monday. Bye. Thank you so much. 
Thank you for listening to Make It Known with Mal. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new. Make It Known with Mal is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. So if this was a beneficial episode for you, wherever you're listening, make sure you subscribe, rate, review, and share with your friends. If you take a picture listening, make sure you tag Make It Known with Mal on Instagram, and I'll repost it. I'm currently accepting applications for sponsors. Also, if you're receiving value from this podcast, please consider becoming a Patreon for as low as $3 a month. Find out more on my website, www.makeitknownwithmal.com. You can also find merch and a list of all the freebies that are available. Thanks again for listening and have a good rest of your day. Also, ask yourself if the whole world was listening, what would you say? Don't forget to make it known.